Good morning. If you're listening and not with us this morning, I invite you to look for the link that is attached to our recording of this morning so you can see the video that we've just watched, which is just an invitation to move our minds to a new place, isn't it? It's an opportunity for us to move beyond words, just to be reminded where we came from, to be reminded that there is history to our lives, that there are people who walked before us, people who influenced and continue to influence who we are. So there are several reasons why we take the time each year to honor our ancestors. And I want to share some of those with you. And I also want to define ancestor. So an ancestor can be a beloved friend or family member who recently passed beyond the veil, who has made their transition. An ancestor can be someone who passed before you ever got here a great-grandparent, or even an influential part of history, someone who has made a difference in your life. Because in a world where we, we recognize that we are all one, and we are still breathing air that was breathed by people far before we ever got here, in that world, we are connected with everyone and everything, aren't we? Everyone and everything. So... If we really believe that all of life is connected, then why, would we, why are we not just enough life? Why would we need to celebrate or honor our ancestors? Well, one of the things that I would ask you is, when you move beyond the veil yourself, would you like to be remembered? Would you like to believe that what you have done in your life for the future, that the decisions that you have made that will affect the future would be valued if not remembered. That someone would perhaps come across your gravestone years in the future or even a picture of you and think, wow, I wonder what that person did. I wonder who they were, how they came to be in this part of the country, what contribution they made, whether they had children or they didn't, whether they loved well or they didn't. I wonder, I just wonder. In our Western society, we forget people who've gone before us. Most of us are not able to name more than two or three generations back in our lives, not really by fault, but by culture, right? So our culture is, is steeped in many ways in people who came to this country to get away from where they were. And in order to get along with people from other nationalities, didn't talk much about where they came from, didn't share much about their traditions, left many of their traditions behind them. So if you went to other countries, you would find this is very different. You would find that people know many generations back where they came from. 
and we don't have that, which I think makes it even more important that we take time to think about those on whose shoulders we stand. So I invite you to close your eyes and just notice yourself in your chair. And I want to invite you to imagine that your mother's hands are resting on your shoulders, just resting there. Whether she's alive or she's not, that her hands are just resting there. And whether you had a good relationship with her or not, in this moment, let her hands rest on your shoulders in a gentle way. And I want to have you imagine that behind her is her grandmother. And her grandmother's hands are resting on her shoulders. And behind her, your great-grandmother. And behind her, her mother. And behind her, her mother. I want you to imagine that every person in the line to you who has given birth to a child that is in your line of being is there behind you. And to simply allow that knowing to be present in your soul. That you are deeply, deeply connected. That the line of those who gave birth, who brought you forward, extends behind you farther than you can see. That you do not stand alone in this world. Then I want you to gently open your eyes. We do not stand alone. We are we are held in the love that brought us forward, in the circumstances that brought us forward. And who we are is a reflection of that. We spoke recently about the fact that the ovum in your mother that became you was created in her mother's womb which means that the very first inkling of who you were in its most biological sense came to being in the womb of your grandmother. That's how woven together we are. It's a very powerful thing to think about. And then to consider how you might be influenced, how your genetic signature might be influenced by the life your grandmother was living and how hers might have been influenced by her grandmother's life. It's very remarkable to think about. There's a whole study called epigenetics that is based in the understanding that our DNA is basically clothed in the life experiences of those in our bloodline who came before us. Our DNA is is at the core what what it is. But imagine that each of us are different because the clothing we wear around our DNA, 
the influences that bring forth who we are are changed by their experiences. So if you have an unreasonable fear of bears, maybe your great-grandparents were chased by a bear. That might be the clothing you're wearing, the way you taste your food. And some people like something and some people don't. Epigenetics says that could be the result of an experience of your grandparents or your great-grandparents. The studies right now, the epigenetic studies are saying that we are influenced at least 14 generations back. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? We don't even know who's 14 generations back. Even those of us who've done great study generally cannot reach back 14 generations. Yet we are still being influenced by the lives of those people who are contributors to our having been here. And we so rarely think about who they are. We so rarely explore where they came from or come to understand what might have been their life experience. We don't see that as part of our life experience, nor do we see it in our children or our young people. We don't recognize that those that are working in the world in the generations in front of us are carrying signatures that make them who they are. We would much rather look at each other through the lens of who we are in this moment with blame or judgment rather than the recognition that we might be carrying injuries. We might be carrying signatures that cause us to respond the way that we do. We may be working to heal the hurt and pain of our ancestors. There may be some very important reason that our children and our grandchildren are living into certain experiences. This is valuable to think about in the course of understanding ourselves as human beings. Remembering our ancestors invites us to consider the parts of ourselves that we can't explain, that are difficult for us to understand, and gives us an opportunity to say in our affirmative and powerful God-expressing way, Whatever this is that needs to be healed, I am willing to heal it for myself and all of those who came before me and any who should come after me. I am willing to heal what I may not even know was the injury. How do we do that? First, we do it through love. We do it through beginning at our source, right? Which is right here. That I will love whatever I have come out to be, whatever the dressing is around my DNA, however colorfully or darkly colored it is, I will love that this is me, that I carry this signature, that I have the opportunity to do this healing. And then when I feel the hands of my mother or my father on my shoulders, then I will love in them what they were able to heal. And I will love in who stands behind them 
what they were able to heal. And I will continue to hold a place of love for all of those who stand behind me. Because we know that love is, uni- is a universal healer, and we also know there's really no, thing, no such thing called time. Time is simply a measurement of movement that allows us to place ourselves in a particular place. It's a construct. So I allow myself to heal all the way back through the mothers and fathers and grandparents, all of those who, who, for whom I carry a signature. And when I can spread that love that way, then I can also move love forward into the world, can't I? To all of those who are connected to my bloodline, whether you have children or you have nieces or nephews or, or friends, children you love, you can love in them the deep connection that they carry and the healing work that they will do going forward. And if we engage in remembering our ancestors and celebrating and honoring them and teaching the children to do the same thing, they will continue to heal in humanity what has been broken in the past. It's, it's continuous, isn't it? In a world where we're all one and connected to the heart of the holy. Love is the great healer. And so we spread the love out before and behind us to bring into union the one soul, the holy soul, the holy deep connection that we are. So this is important and powerful work. It's important because it changes the clothing. It changes the dark spots. You know, when you, we don't sew very much anymore, but there was a time when something was torn that we would take needle and thread and stitch by stitch, we would heal what was broken in the fabric. When we do this honoring of our ancestors, we patch the fabric of the world. We sew those places that need to be sewed and we reconnect each other to all that is. So I'm going to ask Connie to come up and she's going to give us some music. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come forward if you brought a picture or a memento or would simply like to bring the presence of someone in your family into this honoring. In the seat back pockets in front of you are paper and pen. If you didn't bring a photograph, simply take that out and write the names. Write the names on that paper of those that you would like to remember and honor in this process. And there's a basket up here. And we're going to place those papers right in there. And these photographs and mementos and keepsakes will stay in our sanctuary until the first Sunday of November when I'll invite you to pick them up. If you write the names, you don't have to take those. I will do a ceremony myself and release them in fire just to let the prayers go. But if you have a photograph, uh, please do come and get it. At the end of, of that time period, they're collected. They'll be in the office. Larkin will have them. If you're not here, you can pick them back up. So I want to invite you to not only place them up here, and they can go on the shelves or they can go down along the front. Um, but I'm going to hold a mic, and if you would like to speak 
the names of the people that you're honoring. No stories, just the names. Then let us speak those names into this sacred space. And I am going to start that. If Connie will go ahead and start playing, and then you can just come as you like. And I'm going to begin by speaking the names of our founders, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore. Yingling Robert Winston O'Neill. Alberta Chin. Maud and Cedric Nelson. Victoria and Louis Lars. Grandmother Rose Hardman. and Ernie Brown. Susan and Horace Lighting. Marta Talbert Bowen and Paul Mitchell Bowen. Thora.
Harry and Bertha Garrett and baby Christopher. Ivor and Sue. Richard McLaren, my dad, Jerry Alexander, Christopher and Barbara Pepper, Paul Ambrose Collins, Teresa Irene Beerman. Smedley and my grandmother Louise Valentino the 
universe we Take a deep breath in and release. I have a couple of quotes to share with you and then we'll move on. Wilbur Wright said, The desire to fly is an idea handed down to us by our ancestors who looked enviously on the birds soaring freely through space. Paul Sanga said, We are a continuum. Just as we reach back to our ancestors for our fundamental values, so we are guardians of the legacy. We must reach ahead to our children and to their children as we do so with a sense of sacredness in that reaching. E.W. Howe said, none of us can boast about the morality of our ancestors The record does not show that Adam and Eve were ever married. (laughs) And Spencer Kimball says, I promise that if you will keep your journals and records, they will indeed be a good source of great inspiration to your families, to your children, your grandchildren, and others on through the generations. Each of us is important to those who are near and dear to us. And as our posterity reads of our life experiences, they too will come to know and love us. And in that glorious day, when our families are together in the eternities, we will already be acquainted. 